Uh, have there been any problems or, or glitches to report on so far? Uh, not really. We haven't had any major incidents to, to worry us as yet, and uh, we are pleased that things have been going well so far. We are monitoring the uh, administration of the exams on the ground. We are visiting different exam centers and provinces, and we are also receiving reports on a daily basis, and we haven't received anything that is major to can uh, make us worry about the examinations. Limpopo was a hot spot due to protests uh, this year. What's been done in that province to ensure that these exams run smoothly without any possibility of disruptions? Well, our officials uh, have been uh, in that province uh, this whole week because it's critical that the first week is established uh, in a manner that uh, would like to replicate it across the, the, the provinces, but particularly in a province like Limpopo where, where there have been challenges. So we made sure that we deploy our officials to be there to support the province uh, and to make sure that uh, everyone that is supposed to to, to be involved in the, in the, in the ex- administration of the exams is indeed involved and people work on time because exams is about time as well. Everything must happen on time. We need to start on time, deliver question papers on time, collect on time. So we were there to monitor that and so far we are happy. We hope that it will remain the same for the duration of the examination. It's not an easy feat. For example, with English Paper 1, you had 560,000 learners writing that. It was the biggest in, in, in history, I believe, Elijah. Uh, what does it take to manage something like this? In fact, uh, it's the first time in the history of this country that we have over 800,000 uh, candidates sitting for the examinations in total. Uh, we know that the full-time uh, candidates are 674,000. That uh, number is, is new to us. We've had to increase our capacity. We've had to make sure that we enhance our systems, making sure that logistically we are ready. Uh, fortunately, we picked this up earlier in the year when we were enrolling learners for grade 12 this year, and we had to um, make sure that we have meetings. In fact, we had a, a total of 130 meetings this year alone just to make sure that we prepare the system sufficiently. It's, uh, it's, it's a huge challenge. We've had to increase even our numbers on the ground of monitors, numbers of our invigilators, the number of our markers, the number of our exam centers, and we've had to request for additional funds to make sure that everything goes according to plan. So it's a massive, complex system that we are running, and we, we, we hope that uh, people will comply and that the system will hold until the 27th of November when we will reach the last day of the exams. It's a, it's a tiring exercise because you cannot sleep. You've got 6,797 exam centers and, and many, many, many thousands of, of candidates that are writing. Mm. Elijah, I mean, your job is really preparing learners for the future. With this hashtag, fees must fall, that's been out there, how does the basic education department view some of the difficulties that are being experienced by the, the higher education department? Well, it's, it's one of those things that uh, are difficult to, 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 to talk about because we are expected to produce learners uh, in their numbers that will uh, get admission to university. And, um, and when we produce those huge numbers of learners with distinctions, with uh, bachelors, uh, only for them to find that there's no space at university, even one with have distinctions, they don't get a buffer, they don't get funding to go to university. It becomes a huge issue uh, for us as well because they're exiting the system, but where do they go? So mm. it's one of those things that as a country we really need to, 
to, to, to talk about to say if you expect the basic education department to produce quality candidates for higher education, uh, is their higher education level able to absorb all of them into universities? Do we have enough universities? Do we have enough money to fund everyone? That's mm-hmm. why we are talking about FET colleges where people can go get practical skills so that not everyone should really go to university if you don't really, really want to go there. And we believe that with the work that we are doing now in terms of vocational curriculum, technical curriculum, it will be able to help us broaden the scope for young people to realize that you don't necessarily need to go to university to obtain a degree for you to, to, to get an opportunity to have employment or even to do your own business.